coming up on this episode of the Spiro Podcast. The treasure you seek is in the cave you fear most, and if it was easy, everybody would do it. So there's a reason that it's hard, because the payoff's great. And Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. With your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magler. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing and growing your real estate media business. I'm Craig Magram, host of the Spiro Podcast, also business development specialist and photographer for WOW Video Tours. Todd, I thought I'd throw that in there this week, just so people know what a, what a, the rest of my time is is spent doing instead of what you uh, do here. Good. What, right, what the heck right. do you do? Right. Exactly. And that's the voice and, and face of our owner and founder and co-host of the podcast, Todd Kivimaki. How's it going, Todd? Good, Craig. Only a face a mother could love, but good to hear everything. Good to see you all today. I'm excited. You know, it's sunny here. We're in busy season. Uh, one th cool thing that we're doing. So here's a quick tip that I'll get off my tangent. But we have goals, monthly goals. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest that you guys come up with monthly goals. So we have yearly goals, monthly goals, and we do projections. That is estimating how many shoots we should do for the year. And then that's based on a month. Now, don't divide your yearly shoots divided by 12 because <laughs> no. that's not the way the business comes in. I don't, and I think even some of you that are in warmer, less seasonal areas, I still don't think your business comes in equal. So look back over the past couple of years, uh, you know, you're going to do more in the, in the middle of the year than you are at the end of the year, at the beginning, the end of the year. Okay. So what we have in tests in our marketing department, designed them, did a real simple thing. We know this month of May to hit our goal at wow. We need to do 53 shoots a day. So we've got 53 a day. They're, they're everywhere. I'm looking at one, two, three. They're everywhere. So everybody knows how many we need to do. Uh, the, the sales team has it. Everybody mm -hmm. who's remote has it. We all know what the number is. And my quick pitch here, I know I'm just diving in here. I'm just, I've had too much coffee already, but I, I love this idea. <laughs> so are you, Craig, are you a fan of Gold Rush, the, the Discovery Channel? Todd, I, I don't hardly watch TV to, to be totally transparent. I don't, I didn't even know that show existed. I'm sorry. I just, okay. Took but the we air have a new job brain. posting. We have a, we're looking for a podcast host. So if anybody out there, we're going to, no, okay. All serious. So I use the Watch Gold Rush. I just love the show. Something about going up uh -huh. to the Klondike and looking for gold. But the thing that they do at the end of every episode, and I'll be quick with this, is they, weigh the gold okay mm. you got to weigh the gold to know what if you dug all the pay dirt was it pay dirt was it not pay dirt should you have gone down into um you know further down into the into the earth did you you know did you run too much er overburden through your wash plant okay they weigh the gold and i was like i was sitting around like at our leadership meeting i'm like guys we need to weigh the gold we need to know where mm. we're at so set a goal Put it up somewhere visually and know what your number is. And then everything goes towards meeting that goal, even subconsciously. So anyways, 53 a day, that's what it is for a while in the month of May. And we're actually tracking above that right now. So it's exciting. Um, so anyways, hey, thank you for tuning in and listening. You just got a small little tangent of myself. Uh, let me know what your goal is. Seriously, email me, hello at Spiro.media. Let me know what your goal is. I'm going to write your name up on my board behind me up here. And I'm going to email you and be like, hey, what are you tracking? Where are you at? 
What's the month look like? Because lots of little dominoes lined up together eventually all tip over a very long line that hit the last domino. The hmm. last domino is your goal. So, Craig, that was like four minutes of me saying welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Email us, hello at Spiro.media if you have any questions. We love to hear from you guys. It's super exciting. Let me check my, my notes here. This is everything. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Craig, take right. it back over. Save us. Plus the job opening of Spiro host. Exactly. Well. Yes. Uh-huh. So just to defend myself a little bit and then I'll get back on, on track here. Does it count that I watch YouTube shorts on gold panning and, and gold digging and things like that? Does that count for anything? Uh, maybe. Okay. I guess if you, if you like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> All right. maybe, maybe, we'll see what kind of applicants we get. There we go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Real vote of confidence there. All right, let's get let's get back on track. So uh, we try and do different topics every week, you know, talking about the business side of real estate media and, and marketing. Uh, but we also have this feature called the Owner Spotlight Series, and we started this because, you know, we we met a lot of people in Las Vegas at the um, at the conference that was out there, and you know, some very well known names that uh, have a huge online presence. But there are so many real estate media professionals out there, just in the trenches every day, you know, making their business work and doing great work that have a lot of great experience that don't necessarily have that online social platform that they 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 make themselves known on. And uh, but th- but these are people that are successful and have things to share. And so we had this idea of of doing like a grassroots type of episode to highlight those individuals and invite them on and just learn from them and, and introduce them nationally to others in our industry. So we're doing another owner spotlight series today. And I'm really excited about this one. Um, our guest, his name is Justin Boswell. And Justin is a, a Spiro listener and, and viewer. I don't know if he watches more or listens more. Uh, but he runs a company he just started I think it's in the last year or so, but we'll ask him, uh, named Boz Photography, located in central Pennsylvania. That's right, Craig. We are excited to have Justin on the podcast with us today. Just even in the couple of minutes we spent before we hit record, I'm just so just motivated by his story, kind of reliving a little bit of my own story. He just yeah. graduated high school last yeah. year and his business is exploding. He's got an incredible energy and energy for his business. And uh, I'm super excited to welcome Justin today. Justin, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to do this. This is kind of the first live podcast I've done, so I'm definitely I'm definitely pumped. Yeah. Well, like I said, you you and Todd said you just you just graduated high school. You're a Spiro listener. You started a business. Um, that's all we've said about you. I'm going to let you kind of introduce yourself, Justin. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, some personal things, maybe hobbies, interests. Just let us get to know Justin. Yeah. Um, uh, like he said, I'm 18, about to be 19, uh, in my free time that I don't have much of, I like to lift and golf <laughs> a little bit, uh, but that it's kind of hard to come by in May and June when it gets real busy. So we'll, we'll see when I can fit it in. But, uh, my life is basically my business. I spend every waking hour just trying to meet new people, trying to find networking events, um, just trying to work. So I don't have much. <laughs> this is my person. I'm not Justin anymore. I'm just boss photography. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel you on that. That is really cool. Uh, what what led you into real estate photography? Well, I've always liked photography a lot. And I was telling Craig before that I, I always bought the phone with the best camera because 
I never had the money to buy an actual camera. Um, and mm -hmm. I just, I spent all the time just taking really cool pictures and showing my parents like, look how cool this picture is. And it was just, <laughs> you know, a phone picture. But uh, believe it or not, I was working landscaping over the summer with my neighbor across the street. And uh, we took a break mulching this huge property. And I saw a TikTok, believe it or not, that someone doing real estate photography, like he was super happy, loved his job and he made pretty good money doing it. So I was like, you know, why not? That sounds like a fun idea. So I saved up landscaping job and bought my first camera was a rebel t7 it was like 400 dollars. it wasn't a great camera couldn't do video but um <laughs> i got started with that started doing uh free shoots just to learn and two years of trial and error and now i'm here <laughs> so so, you, so you've been at this for for the last two years three years now so like Damn. i was in like i said i've been out of high school for a year and i've only really been pushing it and trying to make it a real business for about a year now Okay. Um, the first two years were kind of, I made some money here and there. Uh, one thing that I did that I would recommend to everyone starting out, I found a car dealership. I can't remember if I told you this before and I did their inventory pictures and that mm. doesn't change seasonal. So I was averaging, I don't know, maybe 400 a week or something from that, but it was consistent year round and that paid my bills. So I could grow my real estate business while I had a little bit of consistent income coming in. So that's something. So I went off on a tangent, but I would definitely recommend that to anyone starting out. That was. So you're 18 right now, correct? Yes. And I've been doing it for three years. Uh, first two years were trial and error. And then Todd, now I've been really hitting it. Todd, do, do you feel old right now? Because I'm feeling kind of old right now. <laughs> Craig, for a second, I thought you were going to pull out your calculator on your phone to do the math. Yeah. I was doing the same thing with you. I was like, wait a minute. 18 minus three. It makes and you a feel half. better. I'm an old soul. <laughs> I get injured every other week. So. <laughs> So here's a quick, Justin, have you always been, cause I think it, it's an individual, it's a certain individual who will take that leap of faith to be an entrepreneur. Have right. you always had the entrepreneurial spirit? Like, have you had past little gigs or side gigs? Were you selling things or were you working on the side or is this your first? It's my first, um, in high school, I wanted to be a civil engineer really bad. Cause I was always into architecture, mm -hmm. believe it or not, found okay. myself in the field, uh, but I took engineering classes and I just had a bad teacher, started doing complicated stuff. I didn't like it. Mm. And it kind of helped me realize, you know, if I don't like get my stuff together and figure out what I want to do, I'm going to be stuck doing a job I don't like paying for college I didn't want to go to. Um, mm. And it kind of hit me when I was around 15. I was like, in a year from now, I'm going to have a car. I'm going to have a car payment. I'm going to have gas bill. I have to bring some money in. And I knew that if I started getting a job originally, um, I'm just going to fall into the trap because I'm never going to leave the security of a job. So that's kind of when I tried mm -hmm. some online marketing, you know, scam hustles. And I tried, <laughs> I even tried refinishing furniture because my mom used to do that a while back. And I just, I didn't like any of it. And, <laughs> and that, that's why I found that TikTok when I was working a landscaping job. <laughs> I think the coolest thing about this, you're maybe going to say the same thing is if you are out there listening and you might not be shooting real estate right now, you know, maybe you're, doing something else, you're doing lawn care, you're doing, uh, you're working a job, an hourly job, or, you know, you're shooting, maybe you're shooting weddings or babies, or maybe you're shooting cars. I think this is such an inspiration that from Justin to just like, go out and do it, take the leap of faith. He tried a few things. Um, those things, uh, you know, sound like they weren't for him. They weren't successful, but keep going. Don't be, ever be afraid to reinvent yourself. So Justin, what a man, kudos to you and such a young age to reinvent yourself and keep searching and to find your niche. 
Thank you. Yeah. And I had a, uh, a history teacher that was kind of my mentor during the, cause I had a couple times where I was like, I've been working so hard and just not getting anywhere. I was like, maybe I can't make a business out of this. Maybe it was just another TikTok scam. And he told me, I can't remember because it was a year and a half, two years ago, but it was something along the lines of uh, the treasure you seek is in the cave you fear most. And if it was easy, everybody would do it. So there's a reason that it's hard because the payoff's great. And it's if you if you stay focused and realize that good things take time, that's what I guess that's what I'm getting at. That It took a lot of failure and a lot of second guessing myself to get to a point where I'm confident. So. Todd, what, what I was going to point out was we're, we're talking about, you know, we've talked about Justin's age here. You know, he's 18. He started the process of thinking about this when he was 15, <laughs> doing the math here. <clears throat> and he's got a full-time business now as an 18-year-old. And, and Justin, you're talking about the hard work and that step of faith. And there's possibility for failure, sure. But to take that step of faith and to go after those dreams and that that mature thinking that you have in terms of a business mind at your age, you have more time to make a go of things and to take that risk where that, at least to me, and here's why I'm going to say this, this is a prime time of life for you to take that risk because you can afford the failure because you have more time in front of you to continue to work at those things. When I made that leap of faith, I was 41. That was six years ago. Todd, you made that step of faith fresh out of college. You were young as well. Um, mm -hmm. The longer you wait to take that step of faith of pursuing a business dream or a business goal, the harder it's going to be and the more is on the line. I had a, I had a family. I've got two boys and a wife when I made that, you know, that, that, uh, that jump to working for myself and starting my own business. So the thing immediately that I'm taking away from you, Justin, is start early. And, and you had, you had the courage to do that. I, I applaud you for that. Yeah, that's kind of where I was getting at with uh, with uh, when I was 15, I realized that I was going to start having bills and with a car, I had to get a job. Then I, I just knew it was coming. And I, I read a lot of books. I think uh, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I, that said something about um, it's everyone's scared to leave the security of a job because they're scared to fail. So they stay there for the rest of their lives. And yeah. I kind of knew that's what I was going to do. I was going to get a job to pay for gas in my car. And then I was never going to want to leave because it was a constant paycheck. But mm. so it's. I'm glad it's also part luck that I found this early and I realized that early. It's not, I got, I definitely got lucky. I think. Hmm. Mm. Well, you, 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 you took the leap of faith. So that's, that's incredible. Justin, for those listeners out there that are say they've just started, maybe they've hit a gap or a barrier that's tough to get over. Um, what, what type of advice would you give to someone that is thinking about starting or is just starting out? I would say if you're thinking about starting and you like it, just do it. Stop thinking about it. Um, mm -hmm. And then if if you're starting, what helped me the most, I tried all kinds of uh, Facebook running ads. Um, social media gave me a couple leads, but I've never gained more clients in one place than I have at sales meetings, networking events. Yes, um, We have a local real the Greater Harrisburg Association of Realtors. Every place has a real estate board and they host all kinds of, um, you know, networking events. And the thing that really kicked it off, I think, was I, I graduated high school in June. And then two weeks after that, there was a networking event. And I gained probably 15 clients just <laughs> out of the one, which is huge for me because I had maybe five or six shoots a month. I mean, it was slow. And then that yep. summer, it was like, I'm getting four or five a week, which was mind blowing to me. And it wasn't a lot. But uh, <laughs> I would definitely say, it might work for some people, but I wasted a lot of time trying to do online marketing and make an impression online 
find a way to get in front of them and and make a lasting impression because they won't forget you. Man, you, you've got such wisdom for this business. Yeah. <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes. You that, haven't that been around long a... enough to make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, what what I was just thinking, you know, Todd, he's he's right on spot. You know, I, I see so many posts on the online forums about, you know, getting the, the Instagram method and not to put that down. I mean, it does work. People have experienced, experienced success with that. But what I found is real estate um, is a very personal relationship oriented business and mm-hmm. realtors do business face to face with their clients. They expect to do business face to face with their vendors as well. And you've got to build that trust. And the only way that's going to happen really deeply is those face to face meetings, Justin, just like you said, going to those networking events. So man, kudos to you for realizing that early and experiencing that growth. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to touch on that too, because I, I went to a lot of sales meetings that didn't work in the first couple of years as well. And I didn't get any clients out of it because uh, I was just trying to spit information at these people and try and convince them that I'm the best, but it doesn't <laughs> work like that. What I started doing when I kind of got over, I had a little social anxiety early on, I got over it and I started just making them laugh and just having a good time and just trying to, you know, keep the mood in the room up. And I noticed that just immediately, because people remember you like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that funny young kid that, that wants to help me and my business out. That's mm-hmm. when, and then they use you and realize like, oh, wow, this guy's pretty good and I can rely on him, but you'll make more of a lasting impression, making people laugh and, and helping them enjoy themselves than you will just spitting, regurgitating information that they've heard a million times over too. So that's another thing I wanted to touch up too, because sales meetings only work if you do them right. Yeah, no, no, that's great. I, I think that's the idea of serving your clients and not selling to your clients. And you picked up on that beautifully. So, okay. So for our listeners out there, Justin, cause I think there's a lot of them that are maybe a little anxious. You know, you said you had some social anxiety to begin with, and it is a little intimidating, you know, even today, and I've, I've done it for almost 20 years, walking into a, a, a big networking event and maybe you're the new person there. Um, what are some tips, you know, how do you approach it? So you've just walked in this networking event or sales meeting, whatever situation you want to take it from, but what are some practical tips that you use um, that seemed to work good. I know you said to try to get them to to laugh a little bit. Number one, you have great energy. Um, but what would you suggest our viewers? Like, here's two things to do the next time you go to an MLS event, you know, a board event. What are what are two things, two or three things that they can do are, uh, that are strategies that you use when you go to those events? So I've recently, uh, I've nailed sales meetings lately. Um, and it's because I, I use, uh, I have a program that I use a promo code so I can go, I've been doing a lot of Keller Williams sales events. So I created a promo code that was KW 25. And if they enter that in on their first shoot, they get 25% off. So I offered that to everybody there. It's a temporary loss for a long-term game. And then I also got this, I have it, you know, I have it right here. I got this little dollar store bucket for raffles and I have everybody put their business cards in this bucket. And then at the end I have the, whoever's running the sales meeting, pull off a card and they win free listing photos. And everyone remembers that because who does that? And it's a lot of fun too. And then I get all these business cards. So I follow up with every single one of them. And that's even more important because a lot of these people forget about you. And if you nail the time where you reach out right when they have a listing and they haven't scheduled them yet, that's, you got the client. So, um, I, yeah, I guess the two things would be raffle and offer a discount. Even if you don't want to lose money in the short term, it's worth it in the long term. Um, and for networking events, one thing that helped me a lot is 
instead of going up to people and introducing them uh, yourself, find somebody that you know and have them introduce you to their friends because then they're kind of vouching for you and you have an in instead of just being like, who's this random stranger walking up to me and interrupting me and my friends? You know? Yeah. It's a great, great thing. So you, you've talked a lot about the fact that you've had some great growth. So let, let's dig back into your business a little bit. Can, can we ask about, about how many appointments are you, are you booking a year? It's tough to find a year number because I'm young. Um, but I would say, I think last month I had something around 65 at the end of the month and it's looking a lot more busy this month. So I, I might be around uh, 70 or 75. I mean, it's, and it's growing quick. So I don't have a year number, but I'll get back to you at the end of the year. How about I come back <laughs> on in January and I'll we'll touch base then. There you go. Look at that confidence, Todd. You're going to have me back yeah. on this podcast. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, lo I, love, I love that too. Uh, so Justin, with um, so I just want to recap real quick. So listeners out there, if uh, in your next sales meeting, and these are fabulous tips, number one, offer a promo code. Offer something. Mm -hmm. I know many of you, there's some documented methods out there that say, just give it all away. You know, the Insta, the, you know, go on Instagram or Facebook and give it all away. I can tell you that we tried that as a company a little about over a year and a half ago. And we spent a lot of money between personnel and, and trying to give things away. The problem with giving something away and the, and your sales pitch being, I'm free is the yeah. fact that one, you attract people that only want free mm -hmm. and two, what value does that give to your company, to your product, to your service? Um, I know some of you out there, I might be hitting a chord with some of you and some of you might make it work. I, we never found success and we put a lot of effort and time into giving things away. Um, my sales team cringed when I said, let's try it because the thing about sales is you're giving away something for free. Well, how great can it be? And then there's always people that want free. And I don't know you listeners out there, maybe Justin, you have a comment on this, but when you work with people who only want something for free, they're, they can be a little needy because they want the next shoe for free. <laughs> and you're kind of establishing like, Hey, I'm the cheap company. And if that is your USP, your unique, your unique selling proposition, I would maybe rethink trying to be the cheap company because you don't need to be. You just don't know how to sell based on value. Um, so one, do a, do a discount code. The other thing with the discount code is when people use it, you know, when you use a coupon at a store, I don't know how many people even clip coupons anymore. Uh, that's maybe a, a thing of the past, Craig. Here's our, we're showing our age again. But when you right. use a coupon at the store, like that coupon's done, like you've used it. If you use a gift card at a restaurant, like you use the gift card. So you already set expectations with your clients that this is a one-time offer. It's kind of implied that you can use this coupon on your first order. Um, and then the second thing Justin told us was get a bucket and capture all the business cards because trust me, you'll forget who was at the meeting. You'll show up there. And if you have even say it's a small meeting, you have 10 people or 20 people, you're not going to know all those people and you need to follow up with them. Right. Uh, my question for you, Justin. So we recap that those are two easy things. Thank you for giving those to us. How do you follow up with that bucket full of business cards? What's your strategy there? I really need to implement a long-term follow-up plan. So, um, I, I just, I used Canva and made this easy little 25% off digital coupon. It doesn't matter, but people like receiving that. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I sent that out and emailed it because they all have their personal cell and personal email on those business cards. So um, just so that they could grab my number. And I was like, don't forget, you have 20% off. Super nice to meet you today. I'd love to help you out. Um, just kind of the basics sent on my website. Um, but I would definitely recommend using some kind of uh, lead follow-up program like HubSpot and create like bi-weekly or monthly follow-ups for people because it's it's more important to follow up with people than to just meet them once and, mm. and never see them again. That's one yeah. of the hardest parts, I think. Yeah. No, I, I love that. So you you do, just let me just clarify to make sure we I understand. So you do a text and an email or are you just doing one or the other? I do both. For the yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Do you find that one has more uh, impact than the other? Text definitely has more impact than the other. Um, I mainly send the email just so that I have it on my computer. Cause if I'm away from my desk, I don't have mm -hmm. my, like 75 business cards, you know? Uh, and it's also nice that they have it too, cause they can go and type in, you know, BOS and I'm there. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's more just a convenience than actually effective. I rarely get any replies on emails. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. Same. Good. And we're seeing a lot of the same data, um, with, with that type of communication. Do, do you find it varies at all with like, say, I hate to go here, but the age of the realtor that certain communication methods work better with certain age groups? Sometimes um, there's, I don't know if I would say there's a direct correlation, but I probably would notice more of the older agents um, replying on email and a lot of the you know middle-aged or younger ones replying on text. text so that is, that's yeah. a good idea to keep in mind when you're reaching out to them. Yeah. Cause I, I do a lot of phone calls, Todd and, and Justin, mm -hmm. and it, yeah, it, it does depend, you know, sometimes certain methods work better than others. And I'm still trying to find that pattern if there is one on the, on the most effective, obviously during busy season, I, for me, it feels like none of those methods work real great. Cause they're just super busy with their clients. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, Craig, I know gonna, one quick one quick stat that we had with, and I, this is a Steve story. Steve's our head of sales. Uh, he has had a couple of situations or a couple of clients where the client would email or they would they would text in or or um, you know contact us if they wanted to place an order, and he would reach back out to them. And we've had some clients that literally won't answer the phone call back, but they literally will send twenty text messages. <laughs> messages back and forth. So it's just something you might vary from client to client because some client, you know, if you're showing a house and a client needs to place an order or they have questions, they might text you back and forth. You know, what's the address, square footage, what type of marketing do you want to do on this property? You know, like I said, Steve literally has examples where like, yeah, they text me back 20 times, but they didn't Jeez. answer my phone call. I tried that first. So I think some of that is just knowing the preference of your client as well. Right. And then everybody's situation is a little bit different um, with what they're in. You know, we talked about this today in our leadership quick huddle is um, with trying to contact our photographers in the field. You know, we don't see a lot of response from them because they're, you know, being in the house, camera in your hand or drone in the sky or talking to a client, they don't have a a, a big ability to answer the phone or the find a Slack message. So mm -hmm. I do think that'll vary up a little bit um, pending what your client is, but figure out what your client wants and send it to them that way. And they'll love you for it. Exactly. Yep. Our, our guest is Justin Boswell of Boz Photography in Central PA. And uh, Justin, I, I've really been enjoying this, this podcast uh, episode. Let, let me ask you as an 18 year old entrepreneur, and we asked every person that we have on a, on an owner spotlight series, 
if you could pick one best piece of business advice to share with somebody that, that has been successful for you, what would that be? What would you say to that person listening right now? I would say to get in front of people as much as I can, as much as you can, um, like I've been touching on. And, uh, but I guess it kind of falls into don't underestimate the power of small gestures. Hmm. Um, so hmm. one of the things that I've done, uh, I've been doing, I think I mentioned, I've been doing a lot of Keller Williams sales shoots. And the reason I landed that I had a new client, um, and I've never used him before. And I, someone told me that he was really tied in with Keller Williams. So I was like, Hey, I'll throw you a bunch of free add-ons and give you a great deal. Um, if you get me into the sales meeting and that just that one little small gesture brought me into one of the Keller Williams branch. They loved me. I landed a bunch of business there, brought me into another branch in a different part of central PA. And now they just invited me back to speak in front of like 200 agents at a real estate wow. seminar. Uh, so it, and it was all just that one little, I did a free video, I think. And <laughs> it just, the power of small gestures. And he was referred to me by someone else who I was like, hey, if you throw me business, I'll give you 25% off. So it's just, it snowballs and you never, don't underestimate how far that snowball can take you because I have most of what I have today to to thank to that one agent with that small gesture. Good stuff. Todd, yeah, I was going to say, do you you have any final thoughts or, or uh questions here? Oh, I have like 20 more questions because I'm just so inspired by, by you, Justin, and your energy. And, and I mean, just what, what book are you reading right now? Or a book you right read now, in the past that you was like, it's worth picking up. Uh, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think I mentioned that right now I'm just reading uh, personal finance 101, kind of learning about um, just mm -hmm. debt, mortgages, different types of housing loans, stuff like that. Um, it's not really related to the business, but it draws back to my age. I'm just trying to learn basic stuff so I don't screw myself over. <laughs> um, I think what I'm going to read next, I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, Influence and the Power of Getting People to Like You or something along those lines. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's a book on how to make a lasting impression on people. Oh, I wish I could find it. But uh, It sounds like Dale Carnegie. It, yeah, uh, I was going to say, I think it's Dale Carnegie, the influencer, how to, how to, uh, something to win friends. How um, to win friends and influence people. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. I think, is yeah, that what it is? It. Just, okay. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. That, that's, that's a, a classic. That's a, that's, a, mm, that's a fabulous one. This is just quick fire here. I'm, I'm making this up because uh, <laughs> you just, so what are you doing? Um, what's your social media? You know, your quick, what's your quick two minute thing on what, do you do anything on social media? How do you stay active? Do you use it to be top of mind? What's your strategy there? I'm really trying to work on that. That's something that I've been falling behind with. Um, it's, I've just been posting highlight listing photos right now. Um, okay. so I need to stay on top of it, but I've noticed that when I sit down, I sit down in my room and I get a nice lighting setup and get my camera out and film myself to, and make it really nice reel. And I'll just talk about, uh, you know, drone or the effect of video or Matterport or explain something. And uh, I did one day in the life reel that got like 2000 views when I had 300 followers. So that was a big, so I've been trying to push reels a lot more right now, but that's something that I'm actively working on. Awesome. Love it. Uh, jump, jumping ahead. And I hope this is okay. Uh, out, what do you do with your editing? Do you outsource it? Do you do it in-house? Do you do a mix? Outsource. And I can edit amazing by myself. It's not a skill thing. It's a time thing. And I tell that to mm -hmm. all my clients just because. Somehow, I mean, last Monday I was out and I had seven appointments in one day. I can't do 10 hours of shoots 
and get home at 9 p.m. and edit seven houses. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was the key I found too, Todd, when you and I were working together. Uh, outsourcing the editing was the key to being able to scale and, and make it a full-time thing. I mean, I get the artistic end of things and wanting that control of the editing and creating everything, you know, by yourself and being able to present that and the pride that goes with that. But man, from a practical mm-hmm. business standpoint, it's just not sustainable to do that by yourself. And I'll tell you what, yeah. too, I, I still do edit my video as well. Ed, video I do myself. I don't outsource that. Uh, okay. But one of the best things about outsourcing is uh, not only do I get to fall asleep and wake up and it's done, but the agents have it back the next morning at 9 a.m. That mm-hmm. is way more important to them than, oh, he's doing it all himself. Mm-hmm. When they wake up and the pictures are already in their inbox. They love that. Yeah, agreed. That makes a huge impact. And and it's, uh, you know, creating what we call swim lanes here at WOW, you know, just stay in your own swim lane, you know. I would assume, and, and from this conversation, your most impactful time, Justin, is with your clients. Um, you know, some of that, you're spending a lot of time in houses now, uh, but real estate meetings, um, you know, that um, that event you're going to do, walking into board meetings, things like that. So transitioning into that, my question is, and we touched on this a little bit in the pre-show uh, before we started recording, but so are you, how are you going to begin to manage your time as you, seven shoots a day is a big day. Uh, for those of you that have done seven out there, seven's a, it's kind of a grinder of a day, especially if you have some travel, that's a big day. What is going to be your strategy? What's on your mind thinking at 23 and 24 with your time and being so good in front of the clients? Uh, what kind of decisions are you thinking? Are you thinking bringing people on? Are you thinking outsourcing more, hiring an admin? What are you thinking about as you grow? Well, I'm trying to keep in mind that it's not going to be like this forever. And I'm not, I'm probably not going to have seven shoots in November. So um, I, I told Craig before that I think I'm probably going to have to hire a second photographer uh, next year. So that's something I'm looking into. But as far as, you know, it is a grind, but I genuinely love it. It doesn't feel like I ever work. It just feels like I'm out <laughs> playing with my camera stuff, you know, so it's not, yeah. it's not a grueling task. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> Yeah. And do you find that your time in the house with agents is well spent as far as from a client nurture perspective? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that uh, that it's really nice for them to actually see you face to face. So that kind of personal effect doesn't wear yeah. off. So that's why I try and stay higher energy all the time like this, because it, it kind of picks them up a little bit, and reminds them that I'm not just slugging around their houses. So it's definitely I think it's just as important as meeting new agents is getting in front of your current clients to remind them who you are and you're not just a business. So that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it creates in their mind the the perception and, and really the reality that you're part of their team. You're not just a vendor. You're not, it's not just a cold uh, business transaction, but you're invested in their business and helping them grow. And the more you can reinforce that in their mind by building that relationship, both on site and at meetings, hey, you know, you're just ingraining yourself more and more into their business and, mm-hmm. and bringing the value in that. Yeah, absolutely. Todd, any, any, la- I know you got probably 20 more questions, but at some point we, we know our, our, our viewers are busy shooting themselves. So we don't, we don't want to go too, too long, but man, we could talk forever. Yeah. I'm free. Fire away. I love this. (laughs) I think one more thing that I'll mention too, uh, apart from sales meeting and uh, networking events is if you've heard of meetup.com, it's, uh, they have all kinds of, it's normally monthly real estate meetings where they have some kind of real estate investor come in and speak. And it's the same people every month. I started going to those. I probably go to four or five a month. 
and you keep getting in front of the same people. And even if they only have, you know, one flip property every once in a while, that's a really great way to put yourself out there. If you can't, if you're having trouble landing sales meetings, that's mm. a really mm. good start. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. a tip I've never even thought about. That's great. Great suggestion. Do you schedule, so when you know you're going to go to those meetups or a sales meeting or a networking event, do you schedule that on your calendar? How do you manage that with people potentially wanting to book you for a shoot? Well, like I'm not doing 60 shoots a day like you are. So I can kind of <laughs> just remember you, you can RSVP the same week. So, I mean, it's Tuesday now I could RSVP for one on Thursday and just remember not to schedule anyone. It's, and they're normally late too. They go from seven to nine. So if I have a shoot at that time, <laughs> I'm probably going to reschedule you anyways. Cause I don't want to go out to your house at eight 30 at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, good point. A lot of them are in the evening. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some of them I'm sure you probably strategically block off. Like when you're going to present to all those agents, I'm sure that's on your calendar and you know that you're not putting anybody during that time. Yeah. And there are ways to, to block. I do online booking, obviously. And there's ways mm-hmm. to block out the calendar so no one can book. I just, mm-hmm. I'm not busy enough to do that yet, but that's a learning curve that I haven't hit yet that I'm going to hit. And it's going to be brutal <laughs> when I have to learn to block out personal time in my life. Mm-hmm. instead of just not scheduling people. So yeah, thank you for helping me realize that. I never even thought of that. <laughs> it, he brings up a good point, Todd. And I think both you and I probably have fallen in this trap over the years. But Justin, you said, you know, it's not a grind to you. You love what you're doing. And I fully agree that I, I love doing this, mm-hmm. working in this business. Todd does as well. But carving out that personal time for yourself to be able to refresh and, and stay fresh and, you know, invest in personal relationships and things like that. That's critically important. Um, but it's, it's easy for us to fall into the trap of just, man, thinking about our business 24 seven. And at some point it will take a toll. It will start to burn a little bit. Um, so my, my encouragement is, yeah, definitely make sure you carve out that personal time for yourself to, to stay fresh and, and, uh, you know, invest, invest in those, those personal relationships as well. Um, don't yeah definitely don't lose those at the expense of the business yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah this weekend i just came back from a two-night camping trip i went up to the middle of the mountains in shade gap and um it just it's cheap it's super easy you just pack a tent Mm. sleeping bag and go and i feel so i feel great (laughs) someday easiest two days off Someday you're going to get past the tent, uh, the tent, and go for the uh, the camper. I've done that in the last year or so. Yeah, uh, take yeah. take toll on your body. I think that's something. It does. It does, and I think there's phases of your life. You know, there's phases that you have to your rest and run cycle is what I call it. Your rest run cycle. You know, how much can you run before you need the rest? There's some phases of your life that you just need to say that you're just locked in. Hey, I'm growing my business. I'm going to run 70 hours this week. You know, I remember weeks of running 80, you know, 80 hours a week and it built my business, you know, Justin, it's building your business right now, doing all of these things. But I was young, you know, I was, I I was, you know, in the middle of college at the time. So I was in, um, what was I 20, 20 years old. Um, so, you know, 18, you got energy, Justin, right? I was 20, I had energy. It's like 80 <laughs> hours, I'm building something I was excited about. It's like, yeah, this is cool. I get to drive to all these different cities. At least I eat, you know, good lunch or good dinner on the way home or whatever your thing is. You know, you find joy in working 80 hours. Um, 
but there's different phases, you know, now with phases, you know, Craig and I are in a different phase than, than yeah. you, Justin, with family and kids. And, and, you know, when basketball time comes around, it's like, I need to make sure I block off my time. And maybe I come back to, you know, wow, or Spiro at night or early the next morning. But I do think it's important to, to, understand the phase that you're in and what your run and rest is going to be. Um, And also, and Craig, I keep talking about this and we're just going to have to do a darn podcast on it, but setting your goals Mm -hmm. because goals, goals should start with your personal goals. Then they should go to your business goals. Your business actually works to achieve your personal goals. True. No matter what they are, your business should accomplish your person should help you accomplish your personal goals. Um, from there, you can understand, okay, how many hours do I need to work to achieve these goals? It's really just a big fun math calculation that you can do. Uh, and I, I'll get off this tangent, but I do think it's important to understand the phase that you're in. Justin even commented, you know, like right now he's like, I'm shooting seven right now, but it's May. You know, I know November, I'm gonna be like, all right, phone, are you gonna ring? You know, like, okay, <laughs> let's. So it's just understanding and being okay with it mentally and then taking time to rest. Um, so that you can recharge your batteries and that you can come back bigger and better for your clients. And you mentioned keeping goals too. And I'm going to show you something that helped me keep my goals as well. I have a huge whiteboard behind me where I write down all my goals on and it's 40 bucks. It covers the whole wall. And anytime I think of something right here at my, at my office space, I just get up, write it down. There's no excuse to forget it. So if you're having trouble, track your goals. (laughs) Get a big $40 whiteboard and never forget it again. <laughs> yeah, great. Wow, just packed with ideas, Justin. This might this might be one of my favorite episodes we, we've done, Todd. Just I, I'm getting like renewed and, and reinvigorated for doing what we do, just listening to Justin here. So Yeah, I, I don't know how you can be. Hopefully listeners out there, you know, you are feeling the energy, incredible energy, yeah. Justin. So for our listeners out there, wrap it, bring it home for us, wrap it up, Justin. What, what, is there a piece of encouragement? Is there a, a tip? Uh, what do you want to leave our viewers with and thinking about like, hey, it's busy season. Like, let me get excited about my business. What do you have for them? Like I said earlier, I think it's just um, everything is hard for a reason. And if it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, what did I say? Everything good takes time. That's yeah. kind of what I remember every mm-hmm. time it gets kind of difficult or I get upset that there's days that I don't have shoots, even though it's a busy week and I'll get upset that I have four (laughs) shoots every other day of the week and one day off. And it's just like, it's tough for a reason. So I guess that's what I'd leave you with. I'm trying to, trying to find a way to put it out there, but I can't seem to come up with it. But um, just remember that it's possible, even though it's, it seems like it's not a lot of the time. That's, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. So Justin, if somebody wanted to pick your brain and, and just get, you know, gather some of this, this energy from you, how, how could they get a hold of you? Uh, my Instagram, um, it's boz underscore photos, B-O-S underscore P-H-O-T-O-Z. If you reach out to me there, uh, I would love, I mean, this has been a blast. I love talking business. That's all I, and I don't have any, all my friends are in college. They're like, I don't care about what you're talking about. So it's, I'm glad I found someone to bounce bounce these ideas off because it it's been great. So yeah, f- definitely feel free to reach out to me because it's a blast. I love it. Awesome, awesome, Justin. Thank you so much for for joining us. It, it we, I've I've enjoyed this. Yeah, Justin, it's been a true pleasure.
Justin, congrats on all of your success. Uh, we are rooting for you, and we are going to have you back on in the winter, and we're going to see what that whiteboard showed and where your X's and O's were at in the bar graph, and I think um, that will be exciting to do. Um, you know, So best of luck in growing, and uh, you know, uh, we, we're going to love to hear your story as it grows. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I'm definitely excited to come back on. I'm, that'll be great. All right. Well, again, our guest this week, Justin Boswell of Bob's Photography on this uh, owner spotlight series edition of the Spiro podcast. Uh, always love doing these. If you have a question, again, you can reach out to Justin on his Instagram account. Uh, but if you have a question for the podcast as well, uh, something business related that you'd like us to cover, email us hello at Spiro.media. We would love to hear from you. Uh, be sure to subscribe and, and to like the, the subscribing helps you get notified notifications also helps us reach more people with the great information that guests like Justin are, are bringing to the podcast. Uh, so be sure to like share. Obviously we would, we would love that. And uh, yeah, check out our, our Spiro webpage as well. If you'd like to learn more about the Spiro software platform and how it can help you grow and scale your business, check it out at Spiro.media. Todd, been a good week. We're, uh, we're looking forward to continuing each week and, and just interacting with this community. Yeah, exciting week. You know, let's keep communication going. One thing that Justin mentioned at the end is it's great to share ideas, but it's also great to share like, hey, I've, I'm struggling with this thing. I'm trying to figure this out. Do you know how you could, how I could get over this? Do you have an idea? Um, email us, connect together. And, uh, you know, we love to hear from you and we would love to uh, potentially bring you on the podcast or solve one of your problems. Yeah, we like hearing the success stories, too. I'll, I'll make a quick shout out to uh, Sean Beltran of Spacecraft Media. Uh, he just recently emailed us and, and just updated us on some successes he's been experiencing. And, man, I just I get charged up. And, Todd, I know you do, too, just hearing hearing those success stories and what led to those. Um, just appreciate Sean and, and everything that he's been sharing with us as well. So be sure to uh, check out the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, you can check it out on YouTube. It's just at Spiro podcast. And then uh, counter to that, if you're watching it, but you'd like to listen to the podcast, maybe in between shoots, uh, you can check it out. The audio only version on pretty much any major audio podcast podcast platform out there. I can, I'm a professional communicator, Todd. I can spit that out. Right. No, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, uh, just enjoy the blessings you've been given. It's been a great week. Take a moment to breathe and just be thankful for all the blessings that you have in your life. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.